play. play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. Wow, it is episode three of my podcast series. Gosh, I really can't believe uh, I'm making a third episode, and and it's it's good to have you back listening too, Maddie C. Here, and I've. Um, been really, really, really happy with how the first two episodes have turned out around the things to remember from the previous season and then the things uh, that we've learned around drafting and how to make the most of the actual draft process from what we've learned around the patterns there. And this third one is going to really be specifically about how to pre-draft rank and, and get that last little bit of preparation done and really set yourself up for the best and most successful draft experience to give you a team that you feel like can be pretty competitive because that's that's really the goal here is to be able to determine who you're going to want in your team, who you don't want in your team, and then arrange them in the website to really represent who you would like to see in your team. So I think there's a couple of things to know before you even start this process and then we'll dive into the process and then we'll dive into the real nuts and bolts of well, then how, after you've done all the work, do you then get it to reflect in the website? So that's going to be the three parts here. And the first thing I think you need to know is, well, when do you pick? That's a pretty important thing. That's up on the website. But what do I mean about when do you pick? It's not just knowing that you're the first pick in one round and you're the 16th pick in the next round. For me, it's also knowing what pick number that is in the overall scheme of things because that will help you determine uh, the way you arrange your players on who you want. I think it is also important to know the value of each of your turns to select. This league has 16 teams. It means you only get to choose 13 times to fill up your roster. So there's just a lot that you're not going to get. Uh, and you've got to be comfortable with that. But you've also got to be really comfortable with knowing when you're up that you're getting someone you can be really happy with and, and help you wind up with a team you can believe in. Uh, and then I think you need to know where to get the information to make sure you can be satisfied that you're prepared for that. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. So I guess I want to start with that one is, you know, do you have a favorite fantasy analyst or a place where you get the free content? Because this is a great industry. It is chock full of free content. Every provider puts up a list of things like projections or they have analysts who provide rankings or the website themselves will combine the rankings of all their their most prolific analysts and put out what they call like a consensus ranking. So if you don't have one analyst who you trust the most or one website that you use to trust to learn these things, find one, get one, and then have a look at how they present it. Most websites will have positional rankings where their analysts will go through and buy quarterback and running backs and wide receivers. They'll list them all separated out like that based on either who that particular analyst likes in order at each of those positions or who once you combine all the analysts together they kind of work out an average then and rank them in terms of an average of where they they had them ranked to create a consensus um, and then even then some websites will just have a list one to i don't even know 300 or more of all positions just tossed into one list so depending on how you like to view them uh, you should be able to find those on any provider they definitely have those on nfl.com. Um, there's an analyst who I like who does it in a completely split way and also does it in a combined way. And I think 
it's important to decide which way you like to view those things. Because at the end of it all, when we're putting it in the website, you do need to find a way to construct it that you do have all positions in one list. But it might be easier to determine where you can see value by splitting everybody out into their positions. All right, so big precursor here. I'm going to use the word value a lot. And I'm probably going to talk a little bit about tiers as well. Value is an important thing to know because every time you are on the clock and you're counting down the 60 seconds within which you get to make that decision, that decision carries a value to you because whoever you take is going to cost that choice and you don't get to take a mulligan on that decision once you've got that decision made you're stuck with it and it means that whoever you take is yours and can't be taken by anybody else but it also means that every player you didn't take is still there for somebody else to select so it's not even just what value is contributed to your team and then taken away from the opportunity for anybody else it's also what value you've left behind for other players to take so it really is a big economy out there and you've just got to decide in terms of value who you rank where and whether you do that by breaking out the positions and ranking all the positions individually and then trying to combine them back in to get one nice long list or if you decide to keep them split out uh, it's entirely up to you this is the astro league fantasy football podcast people who've turned up live to draft day at the venue have seen me draft and i do this stupidly elaborate thing where i will split out all these positions into their own sheet and I'll rank people uh, in terms of tiers. I won't just go, you know, this guy's my number one quarterback and this guy's the second quarterback, this guy's the third quarterback and just take every quarterback and put them in a list of one to, you know, 38 or whatever. I will just split them into tiers and I might have them arranged in that tier, but generally not in any specific order because what I'm saying by putting them in tiers for me is that any one of these guys will be pretty much the same depending on the opportunity and how much it's going to cost me in terms of the value of that pick to my overall roster. Am I going to be happy with taking any of the players in that tier for my team? What also helps you work out too is if other people don't value players the same as you, that a player who's way up in your tiers might not be as valuable to other people and you can get that player without having to take them super, super early if other people don't value that player as much. And you can end up with a lot of people from pretty high tiers in your team if you're realistic about how you set it up. So my tiered approach, and I think even if you don't use it as a final thing, it's I think it's just a good way to just help decide values of players. Is that I just take a list like, say, on the NFL.com website, they have got a nice list of projections for scoring for this coming year. They don't have players ranked yet, but they do have them listed in terms of how many points they think they're going to score. Now, points and your idea of value don't necessarily always mean the same thing, but I think this is a really good example of just how to look at things in tiers. The list of quarterbacks goes like this. Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are easily going to score the most points in terms of this website's projections. And then third in that list is to Sean Watson. And what I did was I stopped there and I just drew a line between Mahomes and Watson. And what I'm delineating there is just in this example that really I think the website's probably right. Jackson and Mahomes are at this point expected to probably be the most high scoring players. They're probably going to be the most in-demand quarterbacks. And and Watson will be 
not just in demand, but probably far less in demand and probably turn up a decent amount less points than those two. So I think there's a break in terms of Watson being significantly less valuable than Mahomes at the quarterback position this year in value to me. So then what it says to me is, okay, that first tier is just two people and all quarterbacks after there are at least significantly less valuable enough to be in a completely different club. Then just rolling down the list, this is a rankings, um, a projections list that was published uh, on July the 1st when I'm recording. The next people in this list are Watson, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Kyla Murray, Josh Allen, Drew Brees. And what I did there is I drew a line between Drew Brees and Josh Allen. So for the purposes of this example, what I've done there is said, Right, so all of those players, Watson, Wilson, Ryan, Prescott, Rogers, Murray, and Allen, are a second tier. And the reason I drew that line there, to me, is that then when you get to Breeze, who's the next on that list, I think he's going to be significantly less valuable than Josh Allen, because everybody in the list from Josh Allen up to the Sean Watson there, either, has a rushing element to their game, which is free points, and, and many of them score rushing touchdowns through the course of a year. Or they've just got significant passing volume and the passing touchdowns are, are there for guys like Rogers or Matt Ryan. or, But all the others seem to have a bit of a rushing element to their game. So those guys all have things that Drew Brees doesn't. And some might think that Drew Brees will have more volume than I think, but I thought that was a good spot to draw the line. And even if you disagreed with me, the next person in the line is Ryan Tannehill. And I think people would not disagree that that would be a good spot to put that line. So even, you know, this is a really subjective thing and I urge you to do it for yourself, it gives you reasons to start putting people in different value baskets. And I think to myself, okay, even if Drew Brees, you push him up into that next tier and Ryan Tannehill's the beginning of the next tier down, I think that's a pretty decent little block of people who I say, okay, if I don't want to use one of these super early first or second selections for my team to get Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes on my team, it might cost me my third to fifth selection to get one of the next lot and do I really care which of those ones end up on my team? Well, okay, so maybe I've got slight preferences to one over another. But, but in general, I'm saying mm, all of those guys will be around about the same to me, and I'm okay with that. Uh, for me, if they all over the course of the season score within 25 points of each other, that's a point and a half a week. I'm okay with all of those guys, any of them being in my team, considering that's probably what it's going to cost me in terms of the pick that I'm going to have to use in building my team. And that probably from Tannehill down, or Breeze down maybe, I'm using a pick sort of my sixth or maybe maybe later pick than that. And, and that's fine to me that those players will be less valuable. And I need to use a less valuable pick to take them. So, you know, the economy still works out for me. But then looking down that list, even if we did keep that line where it was with Breeze, you'll go Breeze, Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, Gardner Minshew, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady. And what I did there is then just drew a line above Tom Brady. Um, I think people would probably have their own opinions here of, well, is should Wentz be that low? Should Matt Ryan be that high? Should uh, Drew Brees be in the other tier? Should, you know, I think people have their own opinions and ideas. And this is where it's great because straight away then you can look at that and go, well, I would change these people. I'd move this person out of this tier and I'd move that person up to that tier and drop this one down. And I think it's important to go through that process of thinking to yourself, well, who's round about the same value? Knowing where you pick roughly and what the average draft position of these players is is going to give you a good idea of roughly where they should should be available. Using a mock drafting tool that we talked about in the last episode will help you see the economy of how they will work in our league roughly, knowing that quarterbacks 
tend to go a little bit earlier because of the way they score in our league. But it is really good exercise to go through in terms of just preparing your brain at each position for, well, roughly who could be available and then putting it into action by mock drafting your list and going, oh, okay, so now that player went much earlier than I thought. Maybe, maybe I need to rearrange my list. Yeah, so I think this is process really does help discover where the value can be too because if you find that there is players you really, really like who are available much later, then it means that you have less pressure to fill those positions earlier and you can focus those earlier positions on different things and, and you can discover that value yourself in each position in each round. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. I think it's really important to know the value of your pick as well. So... For me this year, just as an example, I know I'm drafting 11th in the first round. So it means to me, I know, straight away there's 10 players who I'm just not even going to get the decision over. Of those 10, I feel like straight away today, even today I could tell you, I'm going to have no shot at a couple of those big shot running backs, McCaffrey's and Zeke's and, and Barkley's of the world. I'm probably not going to have a sniff at any of these top couple of receivers either. So, you know, Michael Thomas, he's not going to probably fall that far. Maybe Julio or Devante Adams or Tyreek Hill. A couple of those guys will probably not be available to me at all either. So let's let's prepare myself that the top couple of receivers might not be there. And I think there's even a chance that one of these quarterbacks might be gone by the time I get around to choosing at 11 and prepare my mind that even if they're there, what would I do? They're probably not going to be there. But then I think, you know, it's good to know where you pick beyond that. And for me, knowing that then the next round I come back on the shorter end of the draft in the second round, where I'm earlier in the second round because I was later in the first round, means that I'll get the 22nd pick as well. So players who are in the average draft position around that early part of the 20s, probably everything from about 18 down, it's worth really thinking in terms of, okay, so what does the list of players, say 20 to 26, look like on the NFL.com pre-draft rank now? How many of those people am I really comfortable with? Where do they fit in terms of my brain of tiering? Who would I feel most comfortable with taking? And simulating in my mind what it'd be like if I had to take a wide receiver in the first round because they were the best person available, what running back would be there? If it was a running back in the first round, what receiver would be there? Do I double down on a position and just go running back, running back, or wide receiver, wide receiver? And practicing this in my mind, knowing that I'm not going to pick again until 43. So those first two picks, pretty critical, knowing that then I'm not even going to sniff anyone else in the top 40 pretty well and that maybe somebody in my own list of top 40 might still be available by the time I come around at 43 but I've got to be prepared that that might not be the case and that then by the time I come around to my fourth pick it's a 54th pick so I've just got to have in my mind an expectation of who else is going to be going in that top 50 to give me a really realistic view of what's going to be available for me to pick and you can continue on with that and look at all the way down to you know pick 75 pick 86 and pick 107, that's my first now seven rounds getting me to being the 107th pick. Um, so I think it is really worthwhile having in your mind how many people you're going to have to uh, have an opinion on. Because I think, you know, every time you're on the clock, you are using that pick, that numbered player for your team, depending on the round, is what number that player is into your roster. And that pick has value to you and your team it also has value to the entire league because anyone you take can't be taken by somebody else and everybody you leave there isn't owned by you and can potentially be owned by anyone else so whatever value you take away and whatever value you overlook and leave it matters to the entire economy of the league so what you really do need to be 
thinking about is how you arrange your own rankings to align your idea of that good value for those picks to meet up with when you're on the clock. So I guess what you're really looking to do is to arrange your own rankings so that they align what your idea of good value is to meet the value that your turn on the clock will be to building your team for yourself and also in the context of the whole league. So now that we've been through that process, that's really sort of the, the second segment of it all is to go, well, okay, so we've, we've gone through what do we need to be preparing for? How do we prepare it? And now the nuts and bolts part here is, well, how do you execute that and get it into the website? So I'll do a little guide on how to walk that through now because there's still a little bit to go through, I think, in terms of helping vet this out to make sure that your list really does reflect something realistic and worthwhile and is helpful. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. We've got our rankings decided. We need to get the website up, and I don't mean like get out the app. I mean you're going to need to be on a desktop or a laptop or some sort of you know tablet device where you're opening a browser of your choice, whichever you know internet browser of your choice, and and opening the website version because this does not work in the app. And once you're logged into the Astro League site, you need to select from that very first menu there along the top, My Team. And what it will do is take you to a page of the roster for your team. The roster will be empty because we obviously don't have players until the draft happens. But there'll be a big old black box in the middle of the screen, which is your pre-season checklist. And the only thing in that whole checklist is going to be to edit your overall pre-rank. So that's what we want to do. We want to open that and it will take you to the next page. And here we are at editing and pre-draft rankings. And this is important because this page here is straight away it just has takes you a page where it ranks the first 50 players as NFL.com have them ranked on the day that you have this thing open. So I'm here on July 1 looking at this and it will be different depending on if you open it on July 22 or you know August 3. It'll just depend on where the market is at that point. But it will be live to where the market is at that point as determined by NFL.com. It says that you can also choose to select your preferred positions to draft with each pick and click and edit the preferred positions link to enable this option and set your preferences. It means you can just modify your pre-draft rank and then uh, the overall pre-rank button. Good opportunity here. We go over to the blue button that says edit overall pre-rank and it takes you to a page called the pre-draft rankings editor. And this is important because this is where it creates that custom pre-draft ranking of players prior to the draft. And you can rank as many players as you want. And you can even exclude people. And, uh, and it offers straight away the top 50 players in positionless order. Everyone's just thrown into this list. And you can either roll down that list and start dragging and dropping from the list on the left into your own order on the grey box on the right. Uh, by just scrolling up and down that list and, and dragging them across and making sure that then when you drop them into the black box, they're in order of how you, you'd rank them. Or um, you can search a player who might not be necessarily easy to find straight away. My suggestion here is that in that player pool button at the top of that menu, there is in the drop down a top 50, which is the default a top 100, a top 200, a top 300, a top 600, a top 1,000. I don't think you need to go too nuts here, but I would open up the list of the top 200 knowing that you'll probably only want to rank about 100 people to make sure that you've got enough in there to get you through your first six rounds. Certainly the first four rounds because while you know ranking a top 100, there's 96 picks in the first six rounds. So you would think that you will find six players who will wind up on your team if you rank 100 
players that you actually like. And in reality, there may be seven or eight people from this list of 100 that actually wind up on your team. But the, the important bit is to make sure you nail those first four because around half your points for your team will come from your first four pick players. So if you can select from 200 and narrow it down to 100, you'll actually like and get them in an order that you're comfortable with knowing where you draft, knowing what the average draft position of these players are, so who's going to be roughly available when it's your turn to pick. And you've had the chance to practice drafting with this list in your mind before you drop it into this website. You're going to be in a great position for things to come up roses on draft day. And all you do once you've got it all dragged and dropped into that right box is click done up in the top right corner. But don't click done until you click save. Sorry, click save first. But one feature here that we haven't described, and I've brushed over it really quickly, was to exclude a player. So, you know, why would you ever want to exclude a player? Okay, there may be uh, a reason why you don't feel comfortable with a player in the pre-draft ranking here winding up in your draft list. And you can dance around that player while you drag and drop them across there if you want, or you can just remove them from that list straight out and now you don't have to worry about accidentally dragging them in or them finding their way across into your right column. All you need to do to get rid of that player, just click the red X next to the 2020 projection of what they're going to score and it will drop them into the menu below called excluded players. Now, why would you want to do that? What's an example of this? Okay, for me, this is me preparing to draft at spot 11. I can see on the pre-draft rank list today, that player would be Tyreek Hill. You can decide with your own comfort level whether you would take Tyreek Hill if you had a pick around there and, um, and, and he was someone you wanted. For me, I'd be comfortable with him there, but potentially he might already be gone or a quarterback might be gone already and, and some things may have shuffled around and I might end up with the decision of, say, Derek Henry or Aaron Jones or someone who I might be less comfortable with or some of these players might be gone and, and really the best player available might be somebody like, I don't know, Austin Eckler. And I just I feel nervous about maybe drafting Austin Eckler. I've picked on him a little bit in these podcasts because uh, you know he's not prototypical. So he's probably a good example of someone you might feel nervous about. And if you just decide, hey, look, if push comes to shove and this guy is the best position of player available at running back, do I even want there to be a chance that this guy winds up on my team when I don't feel comfortable? No. Well, let's just exclude him from my list. You might feel the same about, say, Leonard Fournette or um, anybody who's a bit iffy or at a position too that maybe you think, hey, you know what, even though Lamar Jackson... And Patrick Mahomes, currently on the 1st of July, are the 19th and 23rd players. For me, I'm going to pick at 22. Would I feel comfortable taking Patrick Mahomes there? If I wanted in my team, I probably would. It's not my style to take a quarterback there, and I probably would let it pass. And would I want the website to draft that player for me if I wasn't going to be online or if I had some technical glitch and I had to miss my pick and the website, I'm relying on it to pick for me? Well, no, I'm not going to be comfortable with that. I'd live with it, but I'd, I'd far prefer to choose my own player. I might exclude him for that reason. Maybe you feel the same about taking a tight end that early and just go, you know what, Kelsey, Kittle, I'm just going to take you out for the time being. So there's an example of uh, excluding a player, why you might do it. I just think it's wise to make sure that you've only got people on this list that you would actually feel comfortable having roughly around the spot that you know they're going to wind up in your team. If I've got... A second pick where, you know, I've taken, a uh, say, a wide receiver in the first round and in the second round it's coming back and I'm, I've dropped offline for whatever reason and the next best available player the website thinks for me is Patrick Mahomes. 
I'm really unlikely to be happy taking that, knowing that then it's going to be pick 43 before I start to look at getting a running back on my team. And by that stage, we already know, on average, nine running backs have gone in the first round. Six more or thereabouts have gone in the second round. And however many in that third round have gone before I'm back up, and I'm starting to look at the 20-something you know, running back available. And, uh, and, and that's going to be my number one running back for my team. And I just... These are examples of why potentially you may want to exclude some players and why you may want to arrange your pre-draft ranking to really suit the way you feel like would be best to build your team given your pick and given the average draft position of players. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. So look, once that's all done, the payoff here is that on draft day, when you log into the draft client or you open the app and, and, and hop into our draft room, the list of... Players available should be this list you've just created in the order you've created it. The great thing is, too, that, you know, as things change and, you know, as players like, you know, Andrew Luck retiring three hours before we draft, you can just go in before the draft starts and exclude a player like that and it just takes them straight out of your list. Or a player like Jarek McKinnon gets hurt and you end up uh, still with him in your third round or whatever, like what it was two, three seasons ago when, when he was picked there by an auto draft for a team and it tanks your season, um, you can just very quickly make that move. Or if, say, a player gets traded, like, I don't know, let's just go with Fournette from my precious Jaguars. He gets traded to, I don't know, Philadelphia, because they seem to get everybody. Um, now, all of a sudden, potentially, he isn't worth a top 20 pick, and you might decide to just exclude him straight out of your draft board, because you don't know what his value is going to be like. These are examples of just ways that you can drag and drop and move players to where you want. You might then just decide, you know what, I'm just going to drop Fournette down to 50. And if he's still there then, maybe I'll start thinking about him. It's such an easy tool to just break into the website version, just push things around, hit save, and, and then you know it's going to reflect what you actually what you actually think when it comes up to draft day. And then on draft day, it essentially acts as a cue. I mean, then the player who's at the top of your list when it's your turn to pick may be exactly who you want and if it's not it should be darn close you know it may be one of these occasions where you've gotten through two rounds and you've taken two running backs and by the time you get around in the third round the top player on your list is a running back and you might decide you know what actually gonna need some pass catchers at this point gonna ignore the running back even though that would be great value um, your team definitely needs the the player from a different position. Uh, at least it, it makes your decision making quick and definite. So um, hopefully this is a really useful tool. And even if it's not a tool that you end up using, it's a really useful process to go through in terms of determining some value and turning up on draft day feeling really confident about drafting a team that you're going to have some connective tissue with. And for those who either can't be live or have any technical issue, which means that then for whatever reason at their pick, they're not going to be online to make it and they need to rely on the website to make a good decision for them. In that instance where you might have already drafted two running backs, the website isn't going to take the running back for you. It's going to go, dude, this guy's got two running backs. Um, we're going to select the top-ranked receiver from his list because he needs a receiver and he hasn't got a quarterback listed to, till another 20 picks later. So, you know, we can see what's important and the algorithm knows to do that. So have confidence in it and hopefully it should be a really useful tool for people who can't be online for whatever reason, aren't online at the moment they're picking or or even just for people who are picking live and just want to have that extra little bit of help and, and help make the decision-making a little bit more pointy and directed. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. Look, this is the end of the third podcast in this series and I've had a great time producing them 
And our league is such a unicorn. I've found a way to say that in every episode. And I really believe it is because we're so big and our scoring is so unique. And there's just no resources out there for us to get smarter with doing it unless we produce them ourselves. So, uh, look, I've taken it upon myself to be the person to produce them. But if you have listened to, enjoyed, or um, used any of the information from these podcasts to try and help, I would love the feedback. Even if all of this is stuff you already know and you've just suffered through an hour and a half of me talk, talk, talking, please feedback any any information that you have around it because if this is a format that would be useful to share information or is a fun way to, to produce content for this league, I would love to continue doing it if it's something that people find useful, fun, engaging and interesting. And uh, the only way I'll know is from your feedback. So reach out to me and let me know. But thank you for getting through three episodes with me and uh, all the best for season 2020. The goal here is that this should be the best season of fantasy football for this league because, well, there should be no reason why we couldn't have 16 fully engaged, excited and enthusiastic players every week of this season knowing that you've picked everything about your team the way you want it. So here's to 2020. Good luck, guys. I'm really looking forward to playing against you all this year. And I'll see you at draft day.